Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everyone, it's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. And it's episode 174. And this is an interesting one. Oh, I don't know. We, we might get a few uh, complaint emails on this one, Ash. I don't know. We're going to have to see. The, the title, listeners, you've probably clicked on it already, is if you're afraid to market and sell yourself, you shouldn't be a broker. So before we get into this, Ash, uh, what's your take? I came up with this title. How do you feel about this title and topic today? Well, I like that you're just ripping the scab straight off, James. No mucking around here. Uh, look, it's... Yeah, look, it's a, it's a direct confronting message, but there's a very, very powerful truth within which we're going to dive mm. into. There is. And um, I do want to clarify actually one thing in that um, the word broker, Ash, we should actually define that first because in the old days, we can say the old days is when we used to be brokers. Uh, you know, these days, there's a different, there's a number of ways we can think about a broker. So, some of our listeners might be a broker, but they're also they're the business owner. It's just them; uh, they do everything. There might be brokers that are listening to this that work as a broker in a mortgage business. They could be essentially a loan writer, but they call themselves "I'm a mortgage broker" um, all the way through. So there's a few different um, definitions of the word broker, and I guess I wanted to be clear, Ash, because mortgage brokers or loan writers, there are instances where it's actually okay if you don't really want to have to market and sell yourself. If you are essentially a loan writer in someone else's business, whether you are getting hand-picked and selected leads, and all you need to do is do the work of being a mortgage broker, i.e. needs analysis, assessments, doing the paperwork, working out which lender it's going to be, the easy stuff. Um, in some respects. So does that make sense, Ash, that we should clear that up first? Because I don't want to say that, you know, just because you don't like marketing and selling, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be in this industry. I probably should have clarified and said you shouldn't be a broker business owner um, as we think about it and work with our customers. Well, that's definitely the direction the industry is going to, by the way. Uh, what's the saying we've used in the past? If you're not building your own business, you should be working for somebody else who is. And that's just a way of defining the industry. Um, I, I, it's interesting you raise the topic of the definition of the the, the term mortgage broker and, and loan consultant or, or uh, loan writer, um, which sort of speaks to the difference between being an operator versus an entrepreneur, i.e. you wait in an office for the client to walk in that somebody else has got for you versus going out to find the client yourself. I actually, uh, maybe it's a topic for another day, James. I would love to see the actually the uh, the name or the title that we give ourselves in this industry shift away from mortgage broker. I think we should call ourselves trusted advisors. The term broker is way past its use by date, way past mm. its use by date. That's a whole other topic for another day. 
Um, yeah. I think this whole topic of uh, sort of technician uh, versus salespeople, I think this is really important, particularly if you're newish into the industry or you're looking to hire people. So I'd like to perhaps approach this topic from those two directions. Um, you know, whether if you're already running a business and you're looking to employ brokers in your business, um, and also from the direction if you're entering the industry and the background that you bring, uh, you know how you approach entering the industry. Because let's let's maybe have a quick look at the second one. I mean, a lot of people, in fact, the vast majority of people, enter this industry from a salaried background. Not many exit one business that they've had and then come into this business. There's a few, but the majority are employees from somewhere else in another industry, mostly. And a lot of those come from other parts of the financial services industry, um, particularly banking. And this is one of the great challenges, of course, is you shift out of, let's let's say banking generally, where you can be the an exceptional technician, a very good with customers, a very good problem solver, very good person, you know, have a lot, a great skill set. But all the clients, with the rare exception of a few family and friends, perhaps, come to you through the branding and marketing efforts of your employer. Call it the McDonald's model, James, where, you know, it's why a McDonald's franchise is so valuable because you don't have to go look for customers. You just have to flip the burgers right or run the business but you don't have to go and find customers and i think this is one of the misconceptions or one of the blocks that can get in the way in this industry that just by being a good technician doesn't mean that you can run a business um you know or you can find customers that you know because you're a good technician people are naturally going to want to do business with you there's a lot of good technicians in this industry a lot of people who know everything about loans so I think that would be one bit of advice that um, I think yeah, the industry could take on as a whole, which is when people are coming into the industry, a lot of attention should be paid to what it takes to set up your own business and what it takes to win customers versus the importance of technical abilities. Of course, you need to know what you're doing with loans, but what you know about loans has little to do with your ability to win customers. Well, that's, <clears throat> that's perfect, Dash, because I was just thinking about when you, you said that, that when somebody becomes a mortgage broker, we're taught the technical and the admin stuff. We're not really taught how to build a business or how to sell and how to go and market. Uh, they would argue that there is modules on that, but let's be honest, there isn't. It's not helpful, really. So that's the issue, is that the number one and number two problems in the mortgage industry is or are how do I get more customers and how do I build a business? Yet the focus is predominantly on <clears throat> how do I be a broker and how do I deal with all the admin and systems and stuff. So I guess in thinking about this episode for our listeners, it's kind of you got to first understand what a broker is really and who you are really. Because if listeners, if you're a mortgage broker and you think, I can just be a good t- technician and be successful. Well, you're going to be, you're going to be mistaken and you're going to be let down. You know, like the sooner this industry and all of our listeners and more brokers realize that we're actually in the business of selling mortgages. We're not in the business of writing loans. We're in the business of marketing and selling mortgages and helping clients achieve their financial dreams and goals. 
that's a very different kettle of fish. You know, a lot of our listeners probably we could, I'll get your opinion on this as, but the percentage of people in this industry that would rather just sit and work with a client that knows them and they're great technicians, but the last thing they would like to do is go networking or being a BDM or having to sell anything. You you could probably say 80 or 90% would put their hand up and go, no, can't stand networking, not comfortable doing it, don't like selling myself. And I don't want to be be a BDM. I just want to help clients. Would you say it's about eighty percent? It would be for sure. Um, and what compounds the problem, James, is that for those people that fit that description, that majority, they go, you know what? I don't really want to have to do that, but I'll do what I have to do. So what they then get taught to do is the same as everyone else. So you have five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand brokers somewhere in that number, all doing the same thing because they're all taught the same thing, you know. Um, so that, that, that may, that's why the fail rate is probably so high or why the average volume of most brokers is very low, you know, one or two loans yeah. a month. It's not because they're not good people. It's not because they don't have the desire. It's not because um, they don't want to help people or they don't have technical knowledge. It's just because they're the industry is misrepresented to them. It's not explained what's required to be successful. So this sort of takes me down the path, you know, back to the beginning statement you made, James, about understanding where you want to sit. What's your driver in this industry? So I I would say a lot of people enter this industry to be free of being told what to do by a boss. And that that there's shades of grey between zero to a hundred of that, right? But I think a lot of people have that sense of being, I'm sick of being told what to do by somebody else. I want to be free. I want to I want to work for myself, work from home. I want to run my own show, and which is all very good, very aspirational, and 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 to be applauded. Um, but the problem with that is, of course, is that no one really teaches you what it takes, right? And I think then what people do once that initial excitement wears off and they're confronted with all the time and effort and investment and they need to put into upskilling themselves and actually building a business, they go, you know what, I'd be happy to just make a good income, right? And this is to your point, you know, what is your driver? Is it to build a business that works with or without you or is it to make a good living? If it's to make a good living, you know, and you don't particularly want to build a business and market yourself, there's plenty of good jobs going in other people's businesses where you can make 150K plus without ever having to look for a customer. Yeah, right. exactly. If that's what's important, get one of those roles, right? Um, so I, I almost think mortgage broking suits probably, it leans towards the entrepreneurial end of the spectrum because it take, takes a bit of risk-taking, investing in yourself, um, figuring out what works, and you've got to have something compelling you to push forward through all of that that's beyond money, um, but money's part of it, right? But, you know, you need to have that drive to build something of your own. Yeah. It's a real it's a real hard one, and, and we know, like, it's hard to sort of have this conversation because we know a lot of brokers – have gotten into this industry and not realised. I think every industry is like that, Ash. Like, I'm so good at making pizzas, but I'm, I didn't realise that I had to actually sell those pizzas and run a business around making pizzas. Like, 
that's every business. It's not just brokers. And just one more thing to point out for our listeners, like, because there's the argument, hang on, James, I don't need to market and sell myself. If I am an amazing technician and I do that consistently over time, word of mouth, that's what I hear at every PD day. That's what I hear every top broker say is just be an amazing broker, deliver amazing customer service, and you will snowball over time through word of mouth and referrals. Now, I want to put an interesting spin on this, Ash, because this is what everyone is hearing, and I know our listeners are like, yeah, that's true, right? And it's true to a degree, but here's the issue with those case studies. If you looked at every single one of those that say, I'm just an amazing broker, focus on being a great broker, delivering great outcomes, great customer service, blah, 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 and they will just come, partners will want to work with you, um, people will refer you. Yeah. They're only doing that because those people are also, and probably at an unconscious level, amazing BDMs and salespeople. You know what I mean, Ash? The people, that person you saw on that stage at the last PD day or giving you a piece of advice that all you need to do is just be a great broker and you'll build a great business, I can guarantee you they are also incredible salespeople. Whether they think of themselves as salespeople or not is irrelevant. If you're a dry cardboard box, bland person that delivers a great outcome for someone, they will not talk about you. I'm, I'm, that's this is where I'm going to get some hate mail at. <laughs> you know, this is I think this is the truth because that whole myth of just be great technically and people will want to come to you is false. It's oh, true to some degree, but you've got to be able to be personable and build relationships and in some way or another make people feel comfortable and sell yourself. So and I know a lot of people in the industry that they're still not great at that, and I think that's the difference that makes the difference. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you, you're really uh, tiptoeing into a bit of psychology and, and human behaviour there, James. Which, as you know, you know, is one of my pet loves. Um, but I think it's really important because you know that our industry, it's human behaviour, it's psychology. It just so happens we've got loans. But the funny thing is, with loans, nineteen thousand brokers have got access to all the same loans. I know that different aggregators and there are a few specialist lenders that certain brokers have and others don't, but overall, all brokers have access to all lenders, right? And I would actually put this proposition out there that if you were able to survey the entire public, they wouldn't be able to pick from one broker to another knowing more or less. The perception is that all brokers are already technically proficient. So... I think then that takes you forward to your proposition, which I would characterize as you've got to be good with people before you're good with loans, or you need to be equally good with people as you are with loans. I've tested this thesis many times or this hypothesis when I've recruited brokers back in the day many times, and I've got multiple examples of taking people into the industry from non-lending backgrounds, i.e. they've never touched a loan in their life, right? other than maybe buying a car and getting signed up for a car loan, but they wouldn't know, barely know a debit from a credit. And I have told them what to say to people and sent them out and they've come back with appointments for loans. I remember. I remember. I love that example. So you've got to ask yourself, how can somebody who knows nothing about loans come back with appointments from people saying, I want to speak to you about a loan? 
right? Now, that's a whole nother story, but, I, you know, perhaps we can expand on in another episode. But the point being is, doesn't matter whether you're introverted, extroverted, lending background, non-lending background, tall, short, male, female, something in between. And, and none of those things matter. What matters is your ability to start conversations with people. That's yeah, really the number one thing. I, I'd... um. I'm going to take it one step further because I love that example so much. So for our listeners, you, you mentioned you've got to be able to talk to people. Now we know every single person listening to this, and there's, let's say there's 19,000 brokers in Australia, a few thousand in New Zealand, friends overseas who are broking in other countries, there's lots, right? Every single person listening to this would say, I'm good at talking to people. Now, here's the challenge. You might think you're good at talking to people, but are you actually good at talking to people? And the challenge or the stress test on that is, well, of course, everybody's good at talking to people if it's a referral from your auntie, you know, down the street or from the cafe where you go every single day, that guy that you see a hundred times wants you to do alone. Of course, you can talk to them. You can talk to your friends. You can talk to your family. But... Can you talk to a stranger, a complete stranger? Can you go up to a complete stranger and be personable? I think, Ash, that's the test, and that's your test that used to run all the time. Everybody thinks, of course I'm, I can talk to people. Like, once I'm there, you know, I'm good with people, I'm great with loans. But if you're not prepared to go out and talk to a stranger, then you are going to seriously struggle as a mortgage broker, unless you go work in another business where they give you leads. It's as simple as that um, because you'll never get to the point where you get to sit in front of the people and be comfortable if you can't be uncomfortable. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of the crux of the matter. I'm. Uh, you've got me thinking, James, and you're right about that, that sort of anecdote I've told many, many times, which was my litmus test for hiring brokers. But I've actually got a challenge. Oh, something that you said before sparked my thinking about, you know, oh, of course I can speak to people. Yes, I, I can start a conversation with anybody. That's not hard. And I would I would say, yeah, you're probably right. If your life depended on it, you probably could. But here's the challenge for all of you people that are thinking, of course I can go and talk to people. Here's my challenge. Start a conversation with someone you've never met before with this line, hi. My name's Ash. I know nothing about mortgages. That's like the George <laughs> Costanza line. Hi, my name's George. I'm bald, short, and I live at home with my mother. Right? It's like start a conversation by telling the people you know nothing about loans and see if you can still get them to have an appointment with you to talk about loans. That would be the great way to test your ability to engage people in a way other than off the back of your knowledge. This is the test. You must be able to engage people in ways other than off the back of your technical knowledge. That's a very interesting challenge. We'll see if anybody takes it up, Ash. And I think it's a very good yardstick. I think that should be almost a test for people coming into the industry. Like I remember when I started in banking eons ago, there was a key decision or a question posed to me at some point. I did a graduate program for one of the major banks in Australia. There was a point after that. Do you want to go into sales or do you want to go into credit? And listeners, without hesitating, 
I'm like, well, I'm going into credit. Like the, the idea of sales was like, that's the last thing on my mind. I'm good with numbers. I wasn't a salesperson. I'm not a salesperson. People might think that that's unusual, but I didn't hesitate. I'm going credit, right? Um, and I think there should be that conversation had with every single person that comes into the industry. If you say sales, great. Go and be a broker slash BDM, maybe in a mortgage business or go start your own business. If you say credit, I just want to, you know, research policies and help people go and be a loan writer in an existing business. There is, as you said, there's great deals. You can be well paid. You can be bonused, incentivized um, for being a great technician. But don't kid yourself into thinking that you're happy to do all of the things that you're not necessarily happy to do. Because unfortunately, you mentioned before, that's why most brokers don't really write a lot of volume. You know, we probably have a lot of square pegs in round holes, people that are just great people, love doing what they're doing, want to help, really good with numbers and stuff, but just missing that small kind of relatively important thing, which is, well, if you've got nobody to talk to and you can't build partnerships and get leads, it doesn't matter how good you are, you've got no business. And that's the, the harsh truth. Um, and, you know, we, we do a lot of this work with our members. Ash, we help them forge partnerships. We help, you know, people generate leads and uh, get ahead. Um, but nothing we do can replace the will you go over and talk to somebody and can you be personable test. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Put it on your entry test. If you're running a business and hiring mortgage brokers, it's my, it's my golden standard. The gold standard is you just ask your interviewee to go and um, set up a loan appointment with somebody in the room that they don't know. Right? It's always yeah. a great way to find out the applicant's actual appetite to work their way through that fear and discomfort. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess... One. Yeah, I guess one last thing I'll say before we wrap, Ash, is if you're a broker listening to this and you know that maybe sales and marketing and that isn't your skill set, but you're willing to to try and step up, it was never my skill set. I, I hated it. I was not a marketer, not a salesperson at all. I've learnt over a period of time to become pretty good at it and to be comfortable with it. So you can learn this stuff. I think it just starts with an awareness that if you want to be a successful all-rounder in this industry, you've got to be prepared to learn marketing and sales and how to win people over as well as how to be great technicians. So I don't want to say, everybody, if you're not good at sales, just leave or be a loan writer. You've got to do some work on it and you've got to learn and really treat it like an area of your development and your business that needs to be, I guess, the axe needs to be sharpened. So and we can help with that stuff, of course, if that's you. What a great place to finish this episode, James, is, you know, your your business will only ever grow at the same speed you grow. So, you know, if you want to grow your business, grow yourself. And a great place to grow yourself is to upskill your capacity to engage and win people in conversations. Great area of self-development. Very true. Thanks, Ash. Uh, listeners, I hope this didn't rub you up the wrong way too much. Um it's uh but it is kind of a, an important episode we wanted to do so um you know we challenge you as we sign off to you know think about who are you really what are your skills what are the things you need to work at where is your place what do you want for your future in the and in, in this industry and if you're not sure 
give us a call, talk to one of our team, and we can see if we can help you point you in the right direction. So until next week, stay cool, stay safe, and Ash, you do the same. Take up my challenge, listeners. I'll see you next week. Done deal. Bye for now. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big and go big with Broker Ideas Group.